The happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. Marcus Aurelius. I'm Joe. My pal on the mend over there is Kurt. And we are Dudes in Progress. I got to ask you, my friend, how you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling better than I was yesterday, Joe. I had a rough Friday night into Saturday, really bad Sunday, pretty tough Monday. Do you mind if we read your mail out loud a little bit? I don't mind. I know my wife posted it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> the word is out to some degree. You know, Kurt and I meet every Saturday, and I think this Saturday was the shortest Saturday. And we're probably five minutes into uh, our meeting, and Kurt's wincing. He said that he's pain. He's in squirming. pain. In squirming. Finally, he says, uh, "I got to go. I- I'm just in too much pain." <laughs> and that was it. I think it was I think total five minutes. So, how are you feeling? What's going on? Yeah, that was just the beginning of the pain. Quite honestly, on Saturday, Sunday in the morning, it got worse progressively worse these episodes of pain were lasting 30 minutes next one was like over an hour on sunday and you even made a comment to me that was helpful joe you maybe you should go check the walk-in clinic and that was rattling in my mind sunday morning and of course i was talking to my wife and i said if if i have another one of these we're going to the we went to the walk-in and they immediately sent us to the emergency room and i was i was there they were thinking because of where the pain was, it was either diverticulitis or a kidney stone. And my wife, she's been through the diverticulitis and you have too. You and I have talked about that particular ailment before. And so I was like, well, looks like I'm a candidate for that too. And thought we were pretty certain that's what it was going to be. But had a, I had another episode while I was at the hospital and had morphine for the first time. Because it's painful. And uh, I, w- I wanted to do the CAT scan. And the technician said to me, he was, re- everyone was so good at the one thing I learned through this, it's going to probably be in my win for the week, but they were really great at the emergency room. The technician there, Dave, I think his name was, <laughs> he said, I don't know if he said, I'm not supposed to tell you this, or you got to, you know, don't listen to me, but listen to the doctor, but I see a kidney stone. When I left from the CAT scan, and that's what it is. I had a good day today. Today, I made it through the day. So we'll see how it goes. I'm going to have to deal with a kidney stone. I have empathy for you, pal. I've had a kidney stone before, and it's one of those things that you wish you could say something good about. Like, it'll get better, man. You'll be all right. And here's what I know. Dude, I'm sorry. It hurts like hell. There's, there's nothing no, you're going to, there's no two ways about it. Exactly. That's pretty much what I've heard. Many people have been through this. I would love to say something encouraging and, 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 awesome. you know, distracting, but nah, it's, <laughs> I'd rather get fit, hit in the face with a brick hundred times over. All right. How, how stoic were you through this whole, whole thing? Ooh, what a great question. I think, you know, again, trying to be calm in adversity, I I was calm. I mean, 
My problem is I'm more of the person that won't go to the hospital when I probably should go, but I think I played it correctly in this, in this case. Yeah. So I'm very analytic and I'm not too emotional, which is, I think some stoic values. And yeah, I mean, I'll tell you. I was screaming like a little girl. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that was painful. There's no shame, dude. I, I, I was anybody, anybody that's been through it knows what knows what you're, what you've gone through. I think it, it was not in the right place, but I think of people with appendicitis that, have, you know, I've heard of people waiting too long and it bursting or something or ripping a colon wall or something like that. I don't know. Those were some of the things my wife said to me is like, let's get to the hospital. So. Yeah, but I, you know, through the, through this little tragedy, I think I've been stoic. Awesome. I'm glad you're better, pal. Glad Thank you're better. You. you had a lot of people thinking about you, praying for you and, yeah. uh, generally offering you well wishes. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks, that's, Joe. A, that's a good, that's a good takeaway, takeaway from it. Well, we are continuing our discussion on stoicism, particularly the writings of Marcus Aurelius meditations briefly. Talk about who Marcus Aurelius is again. He was a Roman emperor. He ruled from the early, early century, the first couple hundred years, I, I think uh, one, 160 to 190 or something like that, 160 to 180. He, he wrote meditations as a personal journal, never meant for it to be consumed by the public, but it is a foundational work in Stoicism. Uh, he, he provides his beliefs and insights, his personal struggles, his re- reflections on life. It really is a good book. Meditations is a is a fantastic book, and uh, I would really I, I invite you to look up the uh, some of the some of the translations. I don't have them here handy on the on on top of mine, but some of the some of the translations of meditations into modern day language. They're really fantastic. Uh, go to last week's episodes episode. I I mentioned it, so just go back and look that up in Amazon or whatever it might be. But I, I really invite you to, to check out Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. You know, Stoicism, it's a philosophical thought that originated in ancient Greece and later, later gained popularity in Rome. It emphasizes the development of virtue and inner strength as the key to living a really fulfilled life. And they believe in, Stoics believe in accepting and aligning oneself with the natural order of the universe, personal ethics, mindfulness, and the kind of the, the development of resilience. In the face of adversity, and you certainly know what adversity is <laughs> over the past couple over the past couple days, Kurt. And so, so last week we we I had four kind of takeaways, four principles uh, from meditations. These are these are the four things that stood out to me, Kurt. There's many more things that that somebody else might might take away from meditations, but these are kind of my top four. If I read it again, I'll probably come up with a a completely different four. But those were. Uh, acceptance of the present moment, inner virtue and self-improvement, impermanence and detachment, and controlling your thoughts and perceptions. Uh, we covered principle one and two last week: acceptance of the present moment and inner virtue and uh, uh, inner virtue and self-improvement. And we'll today we'll cover impermanence and detachment, and controlling our thoughts and perceptions. Of course, later in the show we'll talk about our win for the week. We'll share each share a resource and a quote. And I can tell you, my mine is very thematic. 
uh, on on all levels here. So let's go into uh, like I said last weekend. We last week we discussed acceptance of the present moment and inner inner virtue and self improvement. But let's talk about impermanence and detachment. Marcus Aurelius says the world is nothing but change. Our life is only perception. You know, nothing is permanent. Even that statement isn't permanent because the second that I said it, we've moved on, right? Nothing is permanent. Nothing is, nothing is here for good. Uh, some, somebody might say, well, the only permanent thing is truth, but really what is truth? And I'm not, I'm not one to say there is no truth because somebody might say, well, is that statement true? But generally, nothing is permanent. This too shall pass, no pun intended. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We have lots of puns today. So when you hear about impermanence and detachment, Kurt, what do you think? Yeah, I think we get really down and don't handle change very well. That's where I, I, I see this being an interesting perspective. And I'm much better, I think, than many people. When I've seen so many times when things change at work, people just cannot move in another direction. Of course, I work in technology. And technology, if you, do, if you can't deal with change, you can't work in my line of work. If you're not willing to learn, because the technology is, and it's accelerated so fast. It's gotten, as the years have gone by. Change is faster than it ever was, and it just keeps getting faster. So if you're not prepared and know things are going to change or not willing to change with them, you're going to get lost. You're going to be left behind. I think the first rule is to accept that change is coming. Change is the natural progression of things, right? For sure. Uh, it yeah. will change. Nothing will remain stagnant. Uh, it, it, there, if we have... I think the, the idea behind stoicism when it comes to impermanence and detachment is, is to avoid excessive attachment to outcomes and desires. If you have all your ego invested in being, being a certain type of person or all, your, all, your, all of your ego invested in a certain outcome or being with a, a, certain, a certain relationship or having certain stuff, if you have an excessive attachment to outcomes and desires, um, you're setting yourself up for trouble. I think one of the early in my career, Joe, I, I looked to follow a path that wasn't dependent on the company I worked for to build skills that could be used in a universal way. And really why I went down the technology path because I knew companies were not permanent. The one, the first one I worked for for 12 years, very big company sold out. I would have had to have moved out of town. They, they sold to a company in the Midwest. Many of the people I worked with had to move there to follow that job. Or even the company, I, the next company I went to, they sold out to another company and then the next one folded. And so in my career, three companies I worked for, are no more. So I don't know if, if, if you had prepared yourself for, uh, for the change or understanding that there will be change, Kurt, 
but it sure sounds like you you had the forethought to say, okay, I need to build a career that's not dependent on on a company, yeah, or an uh, industry even. Right. You you develop skills that dovetails well into many industries and many companies, right? Uh, and that would that would be desirable, uh, kind of no matter what, right? Generally. Uh, Stoics believe that everything in the physical world, including material possessions, relationships, of course, even our own bodies, is subject to change and ultimately will come to an end. Uh, understanding that impermanence is a fact of life, it, understanding that is is the key to understanding the Stoic philosophy. It's one of the foundational understandings of the Stoic philosophy is understanding that things will change and accepting the fact that things will change. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't mind change. I'm not sure I like change. Uh, I understand. I understand change uh, is a part of life. Um, but I, I certainly can get caught in caught in the moment of, in a moment of thinking that this is the way it's always going to be, especially when, when bad things are happening. I can have I can have a, a I can have a minute or two where I where I think mm, I, I can't see I can't see a way out of this uh, and I let myself have that thought for a minute right I let myself have that thought for a minute and then I ask myself the question well if it did change what would that look like yeah I, you're making me think of maybe a course that I took during my working days and i don't know all the steps but there's definitely different stages of change management and that the first one being like that shock you know mm -hmm. that that day you hear the company is going under <laughs> you know you got 60 days and you know and then there's there and people go through these stages their own way but they're still going to go through them at some point they're going to get to a level of acceptance, right? And, and then, then there may be a, a point of taking action because of that change. But people go, you know, if you get hung up in those early, that, st that shock, mm -hmm. and you stay there, that's not a good thing. Many people do. Absolutely. Many people stay there. And many people don't think it's really going to happen. You can get that notice from the company. Yeah. Hey, we're, you're shutting down in 60 days. And uh, on the other end, they're not freaking out, but they're, they're apathetic to it. Right. Hey, this is going to happen. It's you're going to show up to work tomorrow and work's not going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably time to at least clean off your desk. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, if, if you don't follow this stoic principle, you may get stuck in that past in the past. Well, there's a certain freedom, isn't there? There's a certain freedom. Th those moments that, that I, I have uh, embraced impermanence and practiced detachment. Uh, I felt that I felt a certain inner freedom, a serenity. Uh, we talked about equanimity uh, uh, several episodes back, mm. and in uh, that there's a sense of that just just by recognizing that everything is temporary. Everything is temporary, and if we can pull ourselves from being detached from being attached to to things 
and outcomes and results. And like I said before, having ego invested in having ego invested in those things, uh, and maintaining a sense of a det- in a, a t- detachment, uh, we can. It's easier to navigate those ups and downs with resilience and contentment. Right, like I was talking about training that I do, trying to take on projects where I'm going to learn more. All those are activities detached from really where I work. It's, it's knowing I'm built, you know, you're working on yourself when you're working on yourself, then it, 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 you are detached from where you work. It's not as, it's not as going to be as big of a problem. (laughs) Right. When the hammer comes down. Here's let's talk for a minute about about this idea of impermanence and detachment. Uh, what it's not, it's not apathy, right? It's not apathy towards life. It doesn't. So many times, the idea of stoicism means that people think that you're pulling the zest out of life, and you're not. You're not. In fact, there's a there's a there's a freedom in in these stoic philosophies like uh like impermanence uh there's a freedom and a peace and serenity that comes from it that that allows you to to experience the zest of life to experience the excitement of life knowing that it's not permanent you don't have to be attached to this the change can be exciting right the change can be invigorating oh yeah a lot of times you look back on incidents that you thought were horrific. And then looking back on it, you're like, wow, I ended up in a better place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And more, more often than not, you look back now, so it might take a while, right? It might take oh, yeah. a decade for you to look back and say, man, that was hard when I went through it, but am I glad I went through it? So that's the idea behind impermanence and detachment, and, and to and to detach yourself from outcomes, uh, and understand that life isn't permanent, nature's not permanent, uh, gives you a sense of freedom to allow you to allow you to move forward life with with a, with zest and excitement, less worry, absolutely. So that's principle number three: impermanence and detachment. Uh, and the final principle of the four that I pulled from meditations is controlling our thoughts and perceptions. I started the show with uh, a quote from Marcus Aurelius, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. And that's a theme in personal development, Kurt, under controlling what you think about and controlling the quality of your, of your thoughts. Marcus Aurelius says the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Therefore guard accordingly and take care that you entertain no notions unsuitable to virtue and reasonable nature. Now, there's a lot said in that quote. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Therefore, guard accordingly and take care that you entertain no notions unsuitable to virtue and reasonable nature. There's a key word in there that, uh, that will help many people with this concept. Entertain. Here's why this is important to me. The word entertain. 
that you entertain no notions unsuitable to virtue and reasonable nature. Because you can't show up, you can't control who shows up at your door, right? Right. You can't show, you can't control who shows up at your door and wants to come in and have a party, right? That's right. Yeah, you can't control who shows up at your door and wants to come in and maybe beat the beat the snot out of you, right? That's right. But you don't have to entertain them. <laughs> you don't have to let them in. You don't have to you don't have to stand there and listen to them, right? That's right. They're going to show up. Thoughts are going to show up. Let's let's make that clear right now. You're going to have thoughts in your mind. You're going to have bad thoughts, you're going to have good thoughts, you're going to have thoughts of dread, you're going to have thoughts of thoughts of of excitement, you're going to have thoughts of fear. You're going to have worst case scenarios, best case scenarios, but you can control what you do with those thoughts. You can control whether or not you dwell on those thoughts. And this is a common thread, like I said, of personal development, controlling the quality of your thoughts. I think you're even getting into an area I'm going to talk about when we get into the book, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. and. There's three principles there he gets into, and one of them is this discipline of perception. I believe you use that in your description. So I was thinking along that way. It's not just your thoughts, but it's the way you frame a situation. Two different people could look at the same situation and come away with two different perceptions. And one right. might be destructive or not helpful, and one could be very constructive and pushes you forward. And it's the same thing that happened we can look to another book of wisdom for this very same concept in the bible philippians 4 8 finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable if there's any excellence if there's anything worthy of praise think about these things this is one of those things like many things that are universal universal wisdom when we when we can control our thoughts first of all is understanding that you can you can't control what comes but you can control what you entertain you can take care that you entertain no notion unsuitable to virtue right you can you can you can control what you allow to stay you can't control what comes in but you can control what you allow to stay. And you may have to kick that out. That, that, that thought may be persistent. You know what? That guy knocking on your door may be persistent, but each and every time you can slam the door on him and not entertain those thoughts. Yeah, I'll give you an example. This is from the book I'm going to get into. And there's a chapter, Recognize Your Power. And he talks about the story of Reuben Carter. You know who Reuben Carter was, Joe? Mr. and Mrs. Carter's son? <laughs> <laughs> Bad guess. <laughs> you know the song from Bob Dylan, Hurricane? No, yes. Not. You do. I'm not a big Bob Dylan fan, but I've certainly heard of it. Yeah, it's a great song. But Reuben Carter was a heavyweight boxer who was wrongly accused of triple murder. There was a movie out on it, too, besides the song. But Reuben Carter, I mean, obviously, if you're charged with triple murder, you're not going to be, you can look at that particular situation and be pretty depressed. But right from the very beginning, he looked the, the wardens right in the eye and said, 
you know, I did nothing. This was unjust. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stay here, but I'm not a prisoner. And what he started to do was immediately read and study and learn the law and started working on his trial, getting a reach, getting retried. Now it took a, took a long time. Mm-hmm. He was in jail, wrongly accused for a long time, but in the end he did get himself out. But that's just a different way of perception of the tragedy that he had. And he worked every day to get out of that situation. That was his power. A book often quoted among the self-improvement community. And really, it's a book that every successful person that I've met has read this book or has referenced this book. Throughout the book, it's, it's, about, it's about focusing on Uh, focusing on something larger than yourself. It's about focusing on your, um, what will drive you. And, and it's, and it's also the thought that, uh, you are, you are not a prisoner. If you choose not to be, you, you can take, what does he say? You can take away, you, you can take away, you can take away my liberty, but you can't take away my freedom. And that's Victor Frankl's book, man's search for meeting. Right. I knew you were going there. I was thinking of that same thing as I was telling you about Reuben Carter. Yeah. A Holocaust yeah. survivor. Auschwitz survivor. I mean, just a, right. it, it, it's, a, it's a really, it's a really interesting story. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, uh, to your, uh, your sessions on The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday, because I like that book a lot, and I'm really curious, uh, excited to hear, hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm going to go deep into perception. That's going to be my first. I think this is one of the most important lessons I think I've ever learned from all this self-improvement reading. <laughs> Quite honestly, mm-hmm. that you're, you don't have to, there's not a response that's not your own. You own, you own the situation. You can, you can look at any situation and your first reaction might not be the best reaction because you're going right. to be shocked and you're going to be upset or whatever the issue that's going on. But again, you can still take control of the way you, f- you frame that situation. And if you don't, you're never going to see a way out. I'll give you another example, which I was reading from this book, but. They were talking about the Blitzkrieg, the Germans in World War II, and how they took over France and Holland and so many countries, Poland, with this new warfare. Because they learned in World War I, during all the trench warfare, that didn't really work as a strategy. So their strategy was to just go forward, and they scared the hell out of their enemy and overran them. And by the time the Americans got in, really, they saw this fear in the Allied troops because of what had happened. But Eisenhower looked at this situation, studying it, and noticed there was a fatal flaw in that strategy, which was they didn't protect their flanks. (laughs) Mm. 
And if you think of, a, there's a couple of very specific instances of this, but obviously the Battle of the Bulge. That's how they surrounded the Germans from the flanks. And then it was a turkey shoot. <laughs> mm. But they saw the weakness. They kind of let them into the trap <laughs> in a way. I mean, it was horrific, and the Germans beat the hell out of us at first. I can almost, I can almost see Eisenhower in the war room, walking around, looking at it physically and mentally, looking at it from different angles. Correct. Right? That's and right. trying to figure out a different perception. Yeah. What's, where's the weakness? Right. Where is the weakness? Yeah, you found it. So you can ask yourself that question in just about any situation. You could ask yourself, where is the lesson? Yeah. Where is the joy? Where can I try something different? <laughs> what can I, what can I get from this? How, what, what, what can I, how can I learn from this? How can I do this differently? How can I make this a different situation? I mean, one of the great questions that I ask myself in a, in a, in a bad, in a bad situation is I ask myself. What if this is the greatest thing to ever happen to me? Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the big lessons I've learned, you talked about this also, and it's, it's mine too. One of the big lessons I've learned through personal development is number one, I don't have to stay here. Number one, I don't have to stay here. Uh, whatever it is, the, the situation, the thought, the environment, I don't have to stay here. Anything I do, I do of my own choosing. I don't have to stay here. And like I said, that could be physically, that could be emotionally, that could be mentally. Uh, it, it could be a wide range of, a wide variety of situations, but I don't have to stay here. That's right. Number two, what is another way to look at this? What is another way to look at this? And this is what he's talking about about, about, uh, perceptions and, um, controlling our thoughts. We have much more control over our thoughts and our perceptions than we think we have to accept it. And that can be scary because if you have a, if you have an, if you have a, um, a mindset, let's talk about your faith. Even if, if you grew up in a Christian home doing, doing church a certain way, and doing Christianity a certain way, and you have a certain way of looking about looking at Jesus. Uh, take that from Christianity. Take that to um, the Muslim religion. Take that to whatever your whatever your mindset, whatever whatever your thought your the thought processes that you were taught growing up. Even though you were taught that, you still have control over that. You still have control over your thoughts and your perceptions about that. And accepting that is hard. It's hard for you. And man, is it hard for the people around you, right? Uh, especially if you're, if you're moving in a direction that uh, is not their tradition or is not the way you've been brought up, right? Yeah. Okay. But you have control. You have control over your thoughts and your perceptions. Much more control than you, than you think. You don't, you can't necessarily, you don't necessarily have control over what shows up at your door, but you certainly have control over whether or not you entertain them. Absolutely. It's, it's a great revelation. We've not had that. 
I think we're going to wrap up right there. Perfect. That's a good lead into what I'm going to do next next week, Joe. The obstacle is the way, and perception is the first topic I'll get into even deeper. Awesome. Just to quickly review the four, my four takeaways or four principles uh, from Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Principle number one, acceptance of the present moment. Number two, inner virtue and self-improvement. Number three, impermanence and detachment. And number four, controlling your thoughts and perceptions. So let's talk about the Dudes in Progress community. What's going on over there? You know, mostly Kevin Curtis Allen. Is going he's, I, I think he's been our subject three weeks in a <laughs> row now. He's killing it. Kevin has always been a fantastic community member for me. And he sent us a picture. He said, well, he mentioned you, Joe. Mm-hmm. He said this made him smile. He said to Joe, but it was a, a picture of a, a woman who asked help from God and some non-believer who was listening to the radio program. He wanted to make fun of her. So he, I think it was his secretary had sent over a bunch of food and told her that it was from the devil. <laughs> and, uh, When she found out that it was from the devil, she, and the woman replied to her, no, I don't care, because when God orders, even the devil obeys. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some truth to that, right? <laughs> there's some truth to that. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's, a like good, that. that's a perception, right? Absolutely. It wasn't the devil who sent it. It was God ordered the devil who sent the food. Absolutely. I love that you one. Know the, you know the story about the boat, right? Yeah. About the about the man caught in the flood? Yes. In a boat? Okay. Well, I won't tell I the do. story then. I guess I'll go ahead and tell you the story. You can tell it. So the man, there's a man who uh, uh, got caught in a hurricane, and his house completely flooded. His whole house completely flooded. And he's on the first floor, in the, in the, um, uh, uh, and it's up to his, the, the flood's up to his knees, and neighbors come knocking on the door. And they said, come on, John, come on, John, it's time to go. It's time to leave. He said, nope, I've prayed and God will provide. And now it's, he, he moves to the second floor because his first floor is completely, completely flooded. And, uh, so the, the water's up to a second floor and he's now on a second floor in a, in a chair and a boat comes by a second floor window and says, John, you got to get out of here. You got to get out of here. Your, your house is, is completely flooded. He says, nope, God will provide. I've prayed and God will provide. Finally, the water's completely up to his roof and he's standing on top of his roof and a helicopter comes by and says, John, we're throwing you a ladder. Come on. You have to go. Your house is flooded. You're in danger. He says, nope, I've prayed and God will provide. Well, John drowns to death. <laughs> he's in he's in heaven saint peter he's in heaven and he says to god god what's up with this i prayed the whole time through this hurricane through this flood that you would provide and now i'm dead he says dude i sent you your neighbors i sent you a boat and i sent you a helicopter what more do you want? <laughs> That's funny. I always like that story. Yeah, yes. me too. 
Me too. Uh, that's right. Don't be such a hardhead. You have a win for the week? You know, I had one. I was going to use my trip to the emergency room, really, when I was worried what it was I had and the good care I had at the hospital and the path of out of this problem. But when you were talking, you were talking about virtue in one of your statements from Marcus Aurelius. I, as you know, I keep, I keep fish in a couple of aquariums I have here in my office. And last Sunday, I went to the store. It's a good half hour drive from my house. And I bought a few things, some plants and a few fish. And all week, I noticed from my debit card, I never got charged for it. And so that's kind of odd. And it was nagging at me. And so sat, it was Saturday, even though I was sick, I didn't know how sick I was. In the afternoon, I rode down to the same place and I walked in. I was, she's going to be shocked to hear me say this, but I said, you didn't charge me on my card last week. And I told her how much it was. And the guy sitting next was like, wow, they were shocked. They never thought anyone would do that to come back. Absolutely. And be honest I'll bet you that's it. never happened to them. Right. They never would have known. It was a different people too. It wasn't the same woman who checked me out. Right. And many times when I go there, this pet store, it's someone different. She had given me a 10% discount on I bought a couple more fish. Awesome. I paid for what I owed. I bought a couple more fish and she gave me 10% discount. That is a win. And what's a virtue, right? What's, what's, what's most impressive about that is you had to go out of your way to make this right. Cause you just said it's, you could have just said, Hey, listen, if they don't charge me, they don't charge me. If they do charge me, they do charge me. But you had to go out of your way to make this right. How often do we go out of our way to make something right? I was thinking about our episode too, Joe. We were talking about virtue. Mm -hmm. That was definitely in my head. Matter of fact, I couldn't get it out of my head. And awesome. I wouldn't have made the effort. Like I said, I wasn't feeling well. And I still went out there and did it. (laughs) A little step of progress, right? That's right. Direction's more important than position. Well, I think you, again, you put good things into the world. You can hopefully expect reciprocity. Yep. The universe works that way. So, Joe, did you have a win for the week? I do. I do. I, my friend, am unemployed. Ooh, that sounds serious. (laughs) It's not that serious. (laughs) Here's what happened. Uh, Over the past uh, couple months, the company that I worked for uh, before... uh, the company I work for now, uh, my previous company, reached out to me regarding a special position that um, kind of was was created for me, with me in mind. Uh, so they approached me about it, and we went through the process, and it was quite a process for me to do my diligence on my side and their due, due diligence on their side. Um, but when all said and done, I am going back to the company that I worked for for 14 years. Yeah. And uh, I, I put in my notice a few weeks back uh, to my current employer. And uh, I took the week, this week, the week of um, 
yeah, this week, whatever this week is, uh, I start, I start back at my new job on the 17th. And so I kind of took this week to kind of get some work done. And there's a lot of work I have to get done. It's, it's certainly not a very relaxing week, but it's just kind of a week of transition for me. Uh, I built that in my current employer, one and another week from me. Uh, but I, uh, I'll, this was right for me to take this week and just kind of have a transitional week where I can uh, not really think about much other than stuff I want to do around the house. Basically not think about anything other than what I want to think about. Right. Well, congratulations. That's exciting news. It is exciting. I mean, it's, it's a better package all the way around. Uh, money wise, it's better. Uh, looking at the position job fulfillment will be better. Uh, it just, it's a better package across the board. And plus I know, I know and love these people and, uh, I have a deep affection, uh, for this company as well. So that's awesome. That is awesome. Looking but I had forward. to think, I, I had to think about it though, Kurt, because I know, uh, because, um, there was a reason that I left. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I, and, and I had to work that out, but there was a reason that I left for for several months now, for several months, uh, I had the occasion uh, to have to reach back to my old my my old job. Not this is kind of weird because it's my new job and my old job, right? <laughs> yeah. But if I had the occasion on several. I had s- several times where I had to I had to contact my old job. Basically, what happened is customers from my old job were calling me to find out how to fix a problem or what's going on with an issue. Uh, one of them didn't even know I had left. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, after the second or third time you said to me, Kurt, Joe, you should probably pay attention to this. I think the universe is telling you something. Okay. (laughs) So I started paying attention to it and, uh, two or three more times it happened. Uh, or maybe a one or two times, I don't know, but, but eventually I said, okay, maybe something is going on. So I opened up a line of communication. And as soon as I opened up that line of communication, uh, the, the director that I will, I'll report to in this position, uh, said, Joe, we got to go to lunch because there's something very important. I want to talk to you about. All right. So. Very cool. Very cool. Yes. This is very, I'm very excited for you. And I'm excited for this position. I'm excited for the, for the job. I'm excited for the, um, it's, it's interesting going back home and trying something new. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's pretty good. Do you have a resource to share? My son, Harry, who you've met did our logo. He's a designer for a company called ASICS. That's the shoe hmm. company, sportswear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the third year in a row. He got me a brand new pair of sneakers. And these are Asics Gel Nimbus 25. I looked them up on Amazon. They're about $140 retail. Wow. <laughs> and they are so comfortable. And I think they're a running shoe, but they're, they're so great for walking. They have this gel sole that's really thick. It almost looked like I got platform sneakers, <laughs> but I might be a little bit taller in them, 
but they're not squishy. Like I can't hardly explain. They're very, very comfortable. They squish around a little bit, but not so much where you feel like you're sloshing around and they're really comfortable to put on. And, you know, I like doing my steps. So that is my resource, the ASICs. I'm also plugging my son's company that he works hey, can for. He be, can he be my son for about a week? <laughs> I'm loving this. Yeah, this was a Father's Day gift. Give us that model of shoe again. The Gel Nimbus 25 from ASICs. Let me ask you an honest question. Yeah. If you didn't get it free... Would you buy the, would you spend $140 for these shoes? Oh, no, I never do. <laughs> I mean, if I went over 50, that would be. So what you're saying is this is a great resource. If you can get it at a discount, <laughs> <laughs> if you get it for free, that's right. But that's awesome. Surprisingly man. comfortable. That's awesome. Well, it. kudos, uh, kudos to your son for treating his dad. Well, <laughs> that's awesome. That's What's your awesome. resource, Joe? Uh, actually mine is, mine is a, I have a couple resources of the same theme and, you know, Ryan holiday, his name's been mentioned a lot over the past uh, couple weeks and he'll be mentioned even more in, in your show, but he has a really cool website, uh, and a podcast. And I think it's been made into a book called the daily stoic and it's daily meditations on, uh, on stoicism. And there, there's a quick little read. It's a quick listen. And the website, the website's awesome. So I invite you to go out to dailystoic.com and check out Ryan Holiday's website and his podcast. And uh, if you get the opportunity to get the book, uh, The Daily Stoic, I, I invite you to get that too. I have not seen The Daily Stoic. I mean, I've not read The Daily Stoic, but uh, I've certainly seen the website and the podcast, and it's very yeah, good. It's on my radar because I am enjoying the book I'm going to start getting into, Obstacles the Way very soon let's wrap up with your quote and my quote well joe you know i you like short quotes so you gotta be real you gotta be attentive on this it goes fast all right the things which hurt instruct ben franklin oh yeah we talked about ben franklin last week the things which hurt instruct that was in the book the obstacle is the way i believe is where i saw that and I like Ben Franklin. I like that, you know, because sometimes when it hurts, even even this pain I had in my abdomen, wherever it was, I learned about your own pain stones. tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was asking me, what's your pain tolerance? Between one and 10, what was your pain level? I'm like, I've never had pain like this ever before. I, I was afraid to say 10, but it was a 10 for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little different twist on that is uh, a saying I heard a, a while back. I don't know where, but the smart man learns from his pain. The wise man learns from others pain. Yeah. But pain is definitely, I, I don't know if I've learned a lesson that wasn't painful right. at some level where you had to, where you had to think and struggle and experience even even when you're when you're learning in school the pain of study the pain of disciplining yourself the pain of of going to class and and focusing uh there's there's discomfort there i love that quote yeah you don't forget if it was painful yep here's my quote and this is a quote kurt that i've said for years and years and years 
And I never knew where it came from until I was reading uh, on Stoicism and looking up interesting quotes on Stoicism. Uh, But I have said this for a long, long time, and it is one of those universal truths that is undeniable. And you've heard it. The people out there listening have heard it, but I never knew where it came from. This comes from a Stoic, Seneca, one of the great, one of the great Stoic thinkers, uh, uh, right alongside Marcus Aurelius. Seneca says, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, I didn't, I've heard that before, but I didn't know it was Seneca. And that is so true. Yeah. We all talk about how lucky somebody is and how lucky they are, how lucky they are in life. Well, there might be some happenstance going on. There might be, there might be some uh, opportunities that come their way, uh, but more often than not, luck is simply when preparation meets opportunity. The opportunity comes your way, and you're prepared to receive it, yeah. or prepared to do something with it. People that work for it. Yep. Years yep. and years and years. You never see the struggles. You always see the the win. Very rarely do, uh, does anyone recognize what people struggled through or even know what people right. went through to get to that level. Yep. And that's always discouraging when you're trying to do something and you're trying to follow someone that you think is successful and you don't know how they got there. Yep. You think it's going to be easy and it isn't. Love those quotes, man. Yeah. Give you something to think about, give you something to mo- gives me something to uh, dwell on. And something that is, uh, that something's motivating. I really want to get into that Marcus Aurelius meditations book. Check it out. Check it out. It's good stuff. Thank you for bringing that, Joe. It's good stuff. Hey, Kurt, our website is dudesinprogress.com, dudesinprogress.com. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us via email at dudes at dudesinprogress.com, dudes at dudesinprogress.com. Very simple to understand there. You can, if you want to ask us a question about the show. Uh, reach out about uh, a subject Uh, even if you want to be on the show if you have something that you're passionate about i'll bet you we can find a way to to set you up and get you on here to talk about so dudes at dudesinprogress.com as we leave kurt this week remember progress is better than perfection so let's keep moving forward let's do better next time joe and we will talk to you soon